your go-to place for all the latest news from the Carolina Clash, Ultimate Late Models, SCDRA, and the Carolina Sprint Tour. This is Doing What John Dirt. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 27 of the Doing What on Dirt podcast. I'm your host, Evan McCrory, and this past weekend I was at Lawrence County for the Monster Mini Stock Association race they had that was won by Matt Gilbert, and he is going to be today's guest. Later in the episode, Austin Sosby is going to be joining me, talk more about that race, more uh, some beef that happened, beef, and to figure out, learn a little bit more about him, uh, the racetracks he's grown up around, uh, how he got into photography, and just all that type of stuff. He's a really cool dude, and um, he's been great to me so far. And yeah, we had a bunch of racing going on. I hope you guys are doing great. And get to some racing this weekend as well, coming up with the 9th and 10th. We got plenty of going on. Uh, let you know where I'm going to be at this weekend later in the episode. Probably also see it on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we had Cherokee get moved back to Sunday. East Lincoln canceled halfway through the show. Carolina got their show in. Clash Sprint Tour were off. SEDRA Northeast had an eventful weekend in West Virginia that got ended with rain. Ultimate had a first-time winner up at Halifax. They had uh, much, much more going on for the rest of the summer. Uh, thank you guys again for coming back for another episode. Uh, episode with Michael and Hunter and the episode before that earlier in the week with Kyle is doing great. And I appreciate you guys a lot. If you're interested in doing it, sure, I'll mention a little bit more about it later in the show. But let's get on to the interviews. This week's guest, he was a winner this past weekend at Lawrence County in the MMSA Monster Mini Stock Association. Uh, he is driving 117, also had his shocks bought off of him. Matt Gilbert, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm good. So we had a eventful evening over at Lawrence County. You had that new sticker on uh, on the back of your helmet with the kid with like buying the shocks and stuff. Uh, how'd the race go, and what was the story about the sticker before your shocks ended up getting bought? Uh, well, the story behind the sticker is in the past we wanted to have our shocks be bought three different times. Um, they have a shock claim rule. That's the only thing in our class that that you can actually buy off of another person's car is a shots. And I guess everybody thinks that mine's a little better than what they have. So they've been all trying to buy them every chance they get. That's the that's the story behind the sticker. Anyway. But the race the race went well. Um, Lawrence is it's a little different racetrack you more or less have to have to race the track and figure out a good way to get around it's hard to pass but um we qualified on the pole and uh ended up having to do a redraw and redraw to five and took the green and there was a car in front of us broke so that moved us up to the second row inside and after we went green then was able to to get some good green flag laps and was able to make a few passes and get out front and then could run our own line then when you get that redraw back to fifth uh fifth or sixth whichever it was uh what goes through your mind you're like kind of all manners like oh i'm just gonna go through this field and uh do what i got to do <laughs> well most of our races are 25 laps so yeah, so it's to, to qualify on Poland and redraw and start fifth or sixth. But there's usually 
usually time with running 25 laps where you can make your way up through there as long as it's not a you know a caution fest um which most of the people that run with us is is pretty you know pretty clean and we usually get some some good green flag laps in and it's not too bad once you once you get those that you can actually get on up through the field and pass some cars. Yeah, I noticed that. That was uh, you guys raced very clean. There was, uh, I think, just one actual caution during the race, a little bit past halfway, and uh, you end up taking the lead from Ronnie Johnson around halfway. And then after that caution, he ended up his car just cut off, and he had transmission issues. And uh, even after that caution, you guys had they back behind you in the middle of the field. They had three, four wide racing where you're like, oh, oh, here we go. They're about to junk some. They're about to junk some shit up. Uh, yeah. they, they kept it clean everybody kept it straight nothing they barely even touched if anybody did and kept it a clean race throughout uh how's the season been overall so far with the monster mini stocks for you in 2023 uh it's been good um we've won i think we've won i think that was our sixth race i believe and uh, we've won three so far and we won at um at winder um Let's see, think of where else we won at. We climbed there, Sumter, and then at Lawrence. Um, and we had, had some other issues um, at Harris and um, caught on fire at PR. And, but during, our, during our, our season, you get two drops. You get two worst finishes. You go with drops. So um, we're still second in the points right now. So and once the Take into account the drops. Um, we may be leading, leading points at that point. I'm really not sure. It's still a little too early in the season to, to figure all that out yet. At this point of the season, you're just trying to stay consistent as you can and uh, take care of uh, trying to have the best drop races you can. So well, let's say yeah. you have like maybe – that eighth is a part of your drops. You'd rather have that than like a 15th or something throughout the whole year. And your guys' yeah. season goes pretty deep. It goes all the way to the uh, World Four Crown Nationals at Cherokee the end of November. Uh, just pulling up the schedule here, you guys. Yeah, you had uh, Winder Barrel, which has a track I want to get to. Uh, what do you think about that track? I was talking uh, I was talking to a couple people, and they said that track feels like just like a step back in the past. I don't know if you was ever around to go to Riverside Speedway, but just the just the feel and the camaraderie of the racetrack down at Winder is is like a home track. Um, makes you feel like Riverside did back in the day. And they actually got I think they got now they got transponders and all. We, when we went down there to run, they didn't have all that yet. But I think now they they do have transponders. But it's uh, if you have never been, you need to go at least once. Uh, got some of the best hamburgers you ever eat. Down there. I'm a sucker for some good racetrack food. I need to I I need to make that a part of my schedule sometime this year. But uh looking at it, next up, you guys got the Buddy Crook Memorial. I think you guys are running for a little over three thousand, might be like thirty two fifty, something like that. Uh how have you usually fared at Lancaster and do you like that track? Uh it's my favorite track that we go to every year. Um I've worn it uh since 2018, I finished third 
Um, I won it in 2019. 2020, I finished second. 2021, I finished second. And 2022, I won it. Okay. Um, so you just so keep building off of that. Hopefully, hopefully we can pull it off again. They always, the Cook family and all, they always have a, a huge trophy. And uh, they put on... A heck of a show for us. And it's one of my favorite tests to go to. There's a lot of fadeaways, and it's, it's different from anywhere else that we go. So, based off of that, uh, do you like more longer tracks, or do you? what's your favorite type of track? To be honest, my two favorite tracks is Lancaster and Winder. <laughs> the longest one and the shortest one. Yeah. Um, I just any race track's a good race track. Long as it's smooth and got a few racing, few racing lines, you know, I, I don't really care for um, a one groove race track unless you're out front. You know, you know what I mean. But um, I don't really consider a bad race track. Long as it's smooth and you can race on it, I, I like to race on it. Yeah, I understand. I, th- I think you have the same thoughts a lot of racers have. They just want something they can be able to pass a couple cars on when they need to, something that's not too bumpy, something that's not going to tear their stuff up, and just be able to have a clean race most of the time unless something crazy happens. Uh, looking through the MMSA schedule, y'all have, looks like, about two to th- two races a month, looking like. Uh, you only have, like, one in August. But do you run any other races outside of that, or do you stay, like, strict to the MMSA schedule? Um, no, we usually run a lot of uh, weekly races too. Um, we usually go to Livonia on when Dave was running Friday nights. Uh, my son, he races go karts on Friday nights now, so like, we don't go quite as much and um, go to Lawrence some and run weekly. But with the whole shots being bought, it's really not worth us going to a weekly show and take a chance on having our shots being bought when we're not going to win but 500 bucks. Yeah. And it's just really not worth risking that. Plus, right now, it's hard to get shots, and it's hard for, I mean, you can't just order them and they'll be there next week. It takes a, it takes a few weeks to a month to, to get all the stuff in. So what's it looking like for you now since those shocks got bought by Cooper on Saturday night? Or do you have any to be able to run upcoming in the next couple of um, weeks before Lancaster? Are you kind of just going to be waiting it out until Lancaster and you have a set ready to go then? Uh, we, we've got – we've got for Lancaster. Okay. Uh, we're probably just going to let the car sit. Probably just going to let it sit till, till then um, that way. We don't take a chance on them being bought before then. Yeah, that's a good idea. From from the outside point of view, that looks like a good idea for me. But I would just keep that trophy and the check just sitting on the car for a couple weeks just to remind you for <laughs> just a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, that, that drives you to, to want to make your car faster and, and drive smoother. You know, people trying to buy all the stuff that you work for and, and getting it for, you know, getting it for free or the knowledge that, that you already had and you've went out and tested and found something that works and just really don't think it's right to be able to just buy that. But um, 
we just it makes us work harder and try to be faster and that's just uh, i guess that's just part of us at the end of last year you won the world short track championship race for mmsa at charlotte how did that big event feel and how big of a win was that to you Charlotte, it was a huge win. Um, last year, when we went up there, they didn't even let us qualify. You had to field draw. Mm. And that's that's where you started your heat races at. And I, I field draw like a 90, not, it was in the 90s, I believe. And uh, I had to start dead last of the first heat race. And uh, luckily enough, we, we ended up winning the heat race. And, um, they did a redraw of the four heat race winners and we draw to one and was able to start on the pole and lead as that. But that's, uh, that's definitely one you want to check off the winning list is Charlotte for sure. How long have you been racing totally in the, I imagine you've been racing for a long time and all types of stuff. Have you raced anything outside the uh, four cylinders outside the Pro stock Ford, whatever people call them at different tracks and different little variations. And how long have you been racing in general? And uh, what other cars have you raced? Um, I started racing back at Riverside uh, when I was 14. Um, I'm 34 now, so that's close to 20 years. Yeah, that math yeah. checks out to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have drove a, a few other cars. Um, I actually drove a, a Thunder Bomber car down at Lawrence Saturday. It was about the same time I drove one of those. Um, and they're fun. Uh, it just takes a little bit of time to another race or two. I would believe I could have it figured out. But um, we've stuck mostly with the four center stuff. And we really like the traveling series. You get to travel all over and and run and that's really what we we like to do is you know it's easy to be fast at one track but when you can do it and travel around at all the other tracks it's it's more more satisfying that's the way i would want to do it if i was a driver in your division or any of these uh weekly type series that has uh, the kind of rotating series on whether it's like the shootout series and the thunder bombers or uh say or scdra for the front wheel drives but having a having a little series to go to different places once twice a month would be the way i would definitely wouldn't do and that seems like the way that's kind of shifting more uh for the smaller divisions if you want to call it that. i just call them the weekly ones because a bunch of them run weekly but it seems like the way that it's shifting a little bit away from just having a group of 10 guys running the same track every Saturday night or every Friday night. And I kind of like it. I think the series are good for the sport in general and help bring some more life and more uh, people into it. And I, I enjoy it. Um, and a question I ask all the guests though, before I let them get out of here, do you have any track that's like a dream track? It doesn't have to be like in one of those huge, big, uh, fancy places. It could just be like a random place that you've always thought, hey, I, I think I want to make some laughs there one day. Uh, probably, you know, every day wrestler wants to go to Eldora one time. Mm -hmm. uh, but like local level, I, 
I had never run Tazewell. I would like to go to Tazewell one time and run. I need to make it up to the Taz as well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you have any sponsors or anybody you want to thank before we get out of here? Uh, yeah. Um, definitely want to thank um, Phil Holloway, Holloway Race Engines, um, for all he does. He's really the one that, that keeps us keeps us out front and always makes sure we got something to, to compete with. Um, the car owner at Allen Harris, um, Ideal Surplus, the Norris Iron, um, just all our friends and family that, that go to the track with us each and every week and support us and put up with us racing all the time. It's definitely a, a family tradition. It's, it's not just just me getting in a car and driving. It's, uh, it's a lifestyle for all of us. Exactly. And that's one of my favorite parts about racing in general. It's a big family thing. It's a relationships thing. And uh, looks like you have a good group around you. And I uh, enjoyed watching you win on Saturday night. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you have a good one, bud. Mm-hmm. Second guest of the episode. He's going to be joining me to talk a little bit about a whole little mix of stuff. He is the official photographer for the Monster Mini Stock Association, also for Cherokee Speedway. Austin Sosby, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, buddy? Awesome. So we had a eventful night at Lawrence. Already talked a little bit uh, with Matt with his whole part and the buying shocks and stuff with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, how you? How was? Uh, I know you didn't have too much luck shooting photos because it was dusty as hell. But uh, did you get anything good photo wise? Oh yeah, I got some good content. I'm gonna be posting in a few days or so. My computer gave up on me, so I'm having to do it all from my phone now. Um, but yeah, I got some good content. And then, of course, you said there was some controversy uh, in the infield with the 604, 602, whatever it is. Um, yeah, that that was an eventful night for sure. So I've, we've, I've talked enough about the MFSA feature. It was really clean, uh, only one caution, and then under caution, Ronnie Johnson lost the transmission, I think it was, correct? Yep, yep. yep. Him and Austin Brown both did. And Austin Brown, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Austin they, lost his on the first lap. Oh, yeah, when they had the false uh, they had the false start. Yep. 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 Besides that, it was really clean. Like, they were all three, four wide during it. And I'm like, oh, they're going to tear it up here. They're going to tear it up. And you're like, nope, nope, nope. They're going to keep it clean. And I'm like, I doubt it. And then they kept it clean, and it went green the whole rest of the way. I was, I was surprised. But uh, shout out to those boys. They're going to be back at Lancaster in a couple weeks. All right, uh, whenever that with Matt Heat. Uh, he was telling me about how he he's just always gotten better at that race finishing third a couple of years in a row, second two years in a row, and then one this past year. So I wouldn't be surprised if my money would be on him to go back-to-back back there and get another one there. It's a good high-paying race. I believe it's uh, 32 50 around there. Uh, I'm not sure. Let me look. I'll make sure and tell you the right number. Uh, oh, no, I can't think. Uh, who, who runs it's 30, it? It's 3500 to win and 275 to start is what. Scott Morgan told me the other day. Okay, yep. Yeah. Now, he was showing me the payouts, or he was showing me a couple other things. We ended up meeting him and talking to him for like 15 minutes like we were old pals. I, I like him. Oh, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, but, uh, yeah so uh, we'll go over the 602 stuff that happened. It, it was it was a scrap. It seems like those 602s, a lot of the 602s I've seen this year, they've been very scrappy. They've been very rough. Like, not oh, a yeah. lot of respect, it really seems like. And... Got plenty of that in this race. 
based off what I saw, it looked like Luke Cooper got dumped by Brad Rachel's or Rochelle's. Do you know which way it is? Uh, I don't know, honestly. If you know I think it's Rachel's. Racing, yeah, if you know 62 race, Racing, you know who I'm talking about, Brad Rachel's. I mean, that's why I'm going to call yeah. So apparently he, he dumped and spun out Luke Cooper, and then I assumed that he got sent to the back. Am I right? Probably. Yeah, I think and so. He probably got so pissed off that he got sent to the back that he just pulled in, and then that's when a whole melee happened. And I was running from the other side of the track, so you can just go put your point of view and what you saw, and you got your big videos blown up. Oh yeah, I from what I could tell, it was I don't know if it was a racing incident or what it was, but if I were to, I can't say what I would do or what I wouldn't do because I've been around racing my whole life, but I'd have put them both in the rear, mm-hmm. and if they would have continued on. I'd have parked them for two weeks. I mean, that was just that was just my opinion. But you know, opinions like buttholes. Everybody's got one. Mm-hmm. In that situation, based off that, I would have both them to the back, and I probably would have done the same thing. Brad, for what he did on track and how he reacted after, and Luke for pretty much maybe for what his crew did. Is that what? You yeah. Said? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I would say. It was his crew more than it was him. Yeah, um, he's in the car. <laughs> yeah, but the whole altercation that happened on the infield right there as you go out in turn one, yeah. I mean, that was kind of uncalled for. I mean, it is hot heads when a full moon happens and everybody gets just flustered and want to fight, but that's why I titled that video on my Facebook, Fight Night at Lawrence County Speedway, because that's pretty much what it was. Mm-hmm. We had three different incidents. We had that one, um, mm-hmm. then we had one on the front stretch with – I think it was Dale Timms and them in the yep. same class. Yeah, he got sent to the back as well. Yeah, and then their crew, whenever they got down to the pit, down there next to where we was parked at, they started again. So. Oh, is that uh, – oh, yeah. Yep, that was right. Yeah, on the end of my video, yep. Yep. Uh, just a whole mess. I, like like my buddy Randy, uh, Roadsetter Randy, likes to say, uh, why can't we just put – a boxing ring right on the front stretch after all the features are done. If you want to stay and watch it, you stay and watch it. But yep. if you're so, you, you'll be so pissed off in the moment, but you're, st- if you're still pissed off 30, 45 hour later after, and you still want to fight, we'll have the boxing ring there for you. The exactly. Stay on site and fight until somebody goes down. <laughs> oh yeah. And if, if people don't want to come watch a race and they want to watch boxing, we'll have boxing. We'll sell tickets on it too. Exactly. Oh, I, if you want to come from the grandstands down to the down to the track where the ring's gonna be, you gotta pay an extra yep. ten bucks if you don't already have a pit pass. Yeah, you gotta pay an extra twenty if you want to get in on the fighting. Exactly. If you you're in the to, pit, I mean in stands. You have to hand the referee a twenty dollar bill. Right. Yep. You just step up to the side of the ring, tag the referee. Hey, here's my here's my twenty. I'm coming in, <laughs> and then yep. and do your fair share of damage or get knocked and out. We'll, We'll cover the social media side and the pictures and everything. Yeah, you're you're now in the fighting fighting photo business. Oh yeah, WWE style now. I'm plenty of that already without even having to label it as that. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, jump outside of Lawrence County. It was a, it was a fun night overall. Oh uh, yeah. I still don't know how I feel about the Lawrence County concession stand. But <laughs> oh god, don't get me started on that. Yeah, I got. I had it coming out both ends. It made me sick. Yeah, that got that got me the last time I was there in April when it got you this time, and I, I did. I barely even touched anything. We brought snacks. We brought yeah, snacks I ate some chili cheese nachos, and I I got sick. So and I I didn't do nothing but get sick yesterday on my birthday. So oh, man. 
Oh yeah, yeah happy, it was happy terrible. Birthday on that. I didn't but, get to catch it until uh, this morning. But one more note I do want to mention about the Monster Mini guys. I am very proud of them this year at Lawrence, and we go back there in August. Um, but they did put on a phenomenal show. Usually it's demolition derby style. Um, but Scott and his crew and everybody has preached to the guys, don't tear each other up. Let's have good racing, and that's what we did. So. And they will be back to Lawrence on April, I mean, not April, August 5th for the Bradley Lambert Memorial. Uh, more info for payout and all that type of stuff will be down the road. Probably later in July, they'll all be out and more info about it. But also, yep. shout out to Fatso's Barbecue uh, Sauce Company. Bought a bottle the other night from Scott and them. Used it last night on pork chops. It was really good. Really sad. Oh, yeah. I got their sweet uh, red sauce. It was really good. But let's hop over to the other place you do some work for. Uh, you're the official track photographer for Cherokee so far this year. How have you felt about the year so far? And, uh, well, you going to be out there this upcoming weekend for the 10th? Uh, no, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to probably take this weekend off um, and get one of my fillers in to fill in for me. Um, just because, I mean, I've been going – balls to the wall season and even when we had our daughter i didn't really i mean i was at the hospital but the weekend i would be going to the racetrack um that's what her mama told me to do so that's what i did um and i mean i come straight back there to the hospital whenever i got done but um yeah i think i'm gonna take this weekend off and just really i didn't get to celebrate my birthday because i was sick so i'm gonna try to celebrate my birthday a little bit this weekend coming and just relax and take some time with the family, and then I'll be back to Lancaster the following weekend, next weekend, the 17th, with the Monster Mini guys. You've been, you've but, been needing it, buddy. You've, been, you, you've probably been going hard since middle, late February with with MMS, uh, MMSA being at Livonia, and then Cherokee probably the day after that, and then just been going probably one, two days a week every every week since. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's two hours from my house to Cherokee every weekend. So you can imagine, and whenever we leave, I leave down there, which I don't mind it. I mean, by no means, I love what I do, and I love that Tony and the staff down there at Cherokee actually give me the chance to come on board last year and take over the track photography and everything. Uh, truly fortunate enough for that, and with Scott doing the Monster Mini stuff, I'm thankful for him and his crew, even with the Thunder Bombers mm-hmm. and everything, so... It's just been it's been a wild ride getting here, but it's it's fun when you're on top. And I don't I don't like to take I take pride in my work, but I don't like to gloat on things because mm-hmm. I'm still a humble person to this day. Like you, I just met you the other night at Lawrence for the first time officially, and yeah, I mean I try to be a humble guy every time I meet somebody. Yeah, no, you've been great to me so far, and yeah, that that's a good way to look at it and be proud of what you're doing, but don't let it get to you, and just keep going and. And keep acting everything normal and just do your job and do good work and that you do a good job of that um uh, yeah we t- i'm think i'm thinking uh the this upcoming weekend i'll be at sumter for the ultimate race but that 17th weekend the options are a little thin and the week after i'm going to pennsylvania for the firecracker lucas late model race so uh, I don't know if i want to do I, I might take that weekend off just to just to chill myself i've been in the last month and a half, I've been in the middle of moving and going crazy, and I, I might just say screw it, just stay in, stay around Columbia for the weekend. Uh, 
You said you live in Westminster. Where is that kind of close to? I, I know a bunch of you little know, towns and stuff. You know where Clemson is? This is the easiest way I can explain oh, it. Yeah. It's about 30 minutes from Clemson. Okay. Um, closer to Georgia and, or like Yeah, it's closer, it's closer to – I can be from my house to Tacoa Raceway in 15 minutes. Okay, that's another um, track I haven't been to. <laughs> but if you've – and this will get me started on the topic of how I got into racing. Okay. Talking about Westminster. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of it, Westminster Speedway. Um, my granddaddy and his father actually built Westminster Speedway back in the early 50s, 60s. And to this day, I still, literally, I drive down my driveway and the racetrack is right in my front yard. Mm. Um, it's not active now, um, but everybody always calls me or texts me or stops by here and they know I live down here and they're like, hey, man. You care if I go look at the racetrack? I'm like, yeah. I mean, if, obviously, if you get hurt, I mean, I'm not, I'm not liable for you because mm-hmm. I don't have nothing to do with it. But yeah, you can go look, take pictures, and everything. And I just, I've been around racing my whole life. My uncle used to race uh, in the, it was ponies back then, but now it's monster minis. Um, and my whole family's just been in racing. And ever since I was little, my mom, or since I was in my mama's belly, I should say. My uncle be out there racing, and I'd be kicking, going crazy, and we've done that with my son, too, and he's pretty much the same as I was. He wants to be at the racetrack every weekend with Daddy. When did uh, Westminster end up closing down for good? The final season, well, they, they've had multiple people come in and run it, but the final season that they've actually run, I think, was like 2012. 2013 something like that they did have a guy try to do a demolition to everything here to keep it to where they could run it but that wasn't successful um but yeah other than that i mean it's it's it was a nice track and it's prime and there's a lot of guys that will tell you they like running westminster um but it's just it's a money thing nobody wants to spend no money for it it's the way i look at it yeah you can definitely see that's a big that money is obviously a huge factor in a lot of it but the price of some of these tracks that are available now uh, that aren't really running like uh, like a friendship, some of those pr- prices that are out there f- to be able to run those tracks is just absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I tell everybody, if if it was up to me, and I hate to say this because it's everything my, my grandfather and great-grandfather built, but if I had the money, I'd buy that whole spot of land because I got the acre of land down here that separates everything i'd buy everything up here i'd tear it down and i'd build government apartments or assisted living houses or something and i mean because i mean nobody around here there was always a fuss around westminster because the neighbors as i call them that next door to the racetrack they'd fuss and they the last season we run they really got on about noise and stuff and they wanted to bicker about that so it wasn't really a the, it wasn't like it is let me say it now it's not like it was back in the day when my grandfather run it nobody really cared about that so yeah any idea why people start really been going crazy about racetrack noise like i i know now a lot of people build up the price of real estate is just so high now and such a lucrative market to get into that they're building their complexes and houses and around all these racetracks and then complain about what they built around when it's loud on a Saturday night because there's race cars. 
Uh, I just right. don't understand why that's smart. I know they go into it and know what their ultimate goal is. If they're building around, they're eventually going to take over. That's just oh, yeah. how those people in those markets really look at it. And it's just, it's just an overall shitty way just for people to take over and eventually get some like they'll go like when they start building it they'll be like hey are you willing to sell this land they'll be like no and then they'll just buy everything around you and closing you in and you have yep. no choice exactly um, what track was i there was a track i was watching uh last week that just had just so many apartments and houses like new looking houses that like factor uh manufactured homes around it that look like they've just been built in the last couple of years. You're like, oh, this this track is going to happen with this. It, it was a, uh, it was Clarksville for the ultimate Heart of America race that happened like last Monday or Tuesday. And you like, I think it was turn three and four. They just had like you could see like 50, 60 houses just out like side oh, wow. of the trees of the track, and, and you're like, ah, that's just not good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, Westminster, my great grandma and grandfather's house. I'm sitting here on my front porch. I can see it up there at the top of the hill. There was a lady and a man went and bought it right when it come on the market to, for somebody to buy. And there was talks that the racetrack here was going to open back up. And whenever that happened, that lady sold that house in a heartbeat. Mm. And I was like, ma'am, you knew when you bought the house, there was an active racetrack here that could potentially be opened again. I mean, obviously now it's not active, but the guy is supposed to be buying it, doing work on it. I see him once in a blue moon and that's it. I think some of these people come in to try to, they finally get the property and finally see all the work it would take them. They didn't fully think it through before they made a big purchase like that. And then kind of just sit on it, which is just sucks to see that stuff happen. we see it too often, I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah. The guy that had it the last time, uh, Jimmy Franklin and Andy Hyde, they come in and I was, I was younger, but I was old enough to work out here and help my uncle and all them, add on the stuff and redo guardrail and everything and them boys spent a lot of money then so i can imagine now what it would take to get it running again it'd be a ridiculous amount you just i don't even try to think of numbers that high to even right even if i've had any little thoughts of getting myself in a car just even the get myself into a race car just even the like I imagine like start off costs just to be able to get into something just kind of scares me at this point but i'm just like Nope, I'm gonna say what I'm doing. I'm liking that too, but I do want to get behind the wheel. <laughs> oh yeah, but, I've yeah, done it crazy. one, two times, and it was fun, but it was a costly thing. And I run young guns down here at Westminster, and I had I drove for a guy, and I mean, I was like 12, 13 years old. I didn't even know how to change gears, and I figured it out. And I run, I mean, I run in the back, but I had the time of my life, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's all that counts. I've been behind the wheel one time, and it was this past Thanksgiving at Southern National on asphalt. They had like a bomber any car series, pretty much an enduro on dirt, and he didn't have to have a cage. And and I just had a DOT belt. It was the sketchiest thing I've ever done, but I had so much fun. It was 15 laps around a 17 degree four tenths of a mile asphalt track. Oh well, like 15 other cars out there. I started like 15th, whatever it was couple cars spun out in front of me trying to get uh through that was like just incredible <laughs> just well, it like you're in the movie cars lightning mcqueen like dodging all the cars in front of you spinning yep. and stuff and uh ended up finishing ninth there and then after that like the next day i'm like 
that was really dangerous. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah. My, yeah, I had my, I had a, hel- a good helmet on and had fire sit and all that stuff. I'm like, if I do this again, I gotta have a full helmet. I gotta have, not full helmet, full uh window net. I need, well, depends on what car I'm in for window net, but I need, I need way better protection. I need a cage. I need a full seat and five point harness, all that stuff. I, I am not ready. Hans the boss and everything. Yeah, I need a Hans or. What's like a modified type thing, but I don't really like that based off some things I've seen. Um, right. I need me a Hans. I need a five point. I need me a full containment seat. <laughs> that, oh, that's yeah. my standards if I'm getting back in a car. Oh yeah, yeah. The other week, yeah, um, well, my home track's what I'm gonna say because I don't want to get nobody in trouble or anything. Uh-oh. Um, but we had a, a front wheel drive, I think it was, or a Crown Vic. He showed up there and didn't have a racing seat. They had a regular mm-hmm. seat in the car. And they hit the wall and they ended up going to the hospital. Um, they had the seat belts, from what I was told, run through the back of the headrest, and the headrest shut down on it. And I don't know who it was or what class it was, like I said, but that's what I heard. And yeah, I don't. If you're gonna come to the racetrack, I've seen too many flips this year. Like Rod Tucker, I seen him. I caught, captured him through the lens of my camera, and that's probably the scariest wreck I've ever seen through the camera lens happen. And that boy walked away. I mean, he's lucky. And then one a week later. Do what? And then he won a week later. Yeah, and then won a week later. The $10,000 man. Uh And then Hannah Wall, a couple weeks ago at Cherokee, her flip. I mean. I was there for that. Yep, cages and everything, safety equipment. I mean, that's number one now in in racing in my book. Um, I think your car should have to go through tech every, not every weekend, but like once a month or something to make sure your stuff is safe. Because, I mean, we've lost too many drivers out here for faulty equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, who I had on last week, Kyle with Front Wheel Drive Friday, he destroyed his car. He put thousands of dollars into, but he had all the right safety he needed. He had everything he wanted, and he came out with just some headaches and, and concussion from me. He was so thankful for us, and now... Uh, any of his buddies or anybody come up to him be like, hey, can you check my safety make sure I got my stuff right, make sure I'm going to be safe in this thing. He's just uh, new like a little campaign himself called Check Your Safety, <laughs> where right. anytime he goes to the track, he checks all of his buddies' cars, make sure they got everything they need. And that's a big part of it. You need people like that uh, checking back on people if they're not going to do it for themselves. And uh, it's just uh, awesome see people trying to take care of themselves and more people need to when it comes to safety in a race car because the stuff's still dangerous. We still lose people time to time. And, oh, yeah. Uh, that's nothing we ever really want to see again, obviously. And, yeah. But uh, you got any other things you want to talk about before we get off here? Yes. I mean, my photography and stuff. Yeah. How you, you was going to talk to me about how I got started on that. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to go ahead and give us a couple shout-outs to a couple people. Yeah, let's go uh, for it. Basically, I started, it was 2016. I started with an iPhone or a Samsung back then. I can't remember which one I had back then, but it's seven years ago. So, I mean, it, and a lot's happened in seven years. But yeah, all that I started I go, going to Tacoa with Harley Holden and his crew and a couple other guys, and I would film just their main events. And about two years ago, um, a guy by the name of Marcus Hughes, he runs in the Monster Mini Class, number 44. Mm-hmm. Um, he sponsored me and helped me get my setup that I had. Um, I've unfortunately dropped it last year at Blue Gray and busted it, but my lens was salvageable, so I went and got me another camera. Um, but I was very fortunate enough for him. He's a good friend of mine now. Um, he has been a good friend of mine 
this whole time, but him and the whole JNH race shop, I mean, if it wasn't for them, they, we go to big events like Charlotte a couple of years ago. They let me stay with them. Um, they've just been really good to me um, when we go to a racetrack. But with me doing my monster or anything, I have to be partial to everybody, so I can't be biased to some people. But um, I've been just want everybody to know I'm thankful for them and everything they've done for me. Um, and yeah, I just I picked the camera up two years ago. Um, once Marcus asked me if I wanted to get one, and it's just been up from there. I mean, I'm learning everything new this year from last year because I had to start over. So, but I've I've started not knowing what I do now back mm-hmm. then because I mean I've had to learn everything. Going from a, a cell phone, yeah, cell phones now, I mean, it kills the track photographers. I mean, I hate to say that, but they do. Um, but they, going from a cell phone or an iPhone, whatever, and going to a professional-grade camera like that, it takes some learning. Yeah, it takes some learning, and it's not cheap. Nope. Just my just my big lens was $2,400, and that's what I shoot with every weekend. And I had a sponsor with that, too, so I'm very thankful for them also. But yeah, I just, that's how I got started. I really, I just, like I said, I was around Westminster my whole life with my granddaddy and them, and I just grew up around racing, and then I got me a camera, and I just, everything just fell into my lap pretty much, and if it wouldn't have been for Will Richard at Cherokee and Livonia, I went over there last year, I think it was, and shot a couple uh, pictures at Livonia, and talked to him and i was like hey get, put my name in the hat for track photographer at cherokee and he talked to tony and me and tony got to talking and tony said i like your work he said you can come on board with us so i mean it's been i've been there ever since that's sweet what would you say is probably your favorite thing about uh photography once you've gotten into it or uh a favorite race you think you shot or moment uh well, well my favorite race so far and i mean i'm wanting to get to do bigger races like Zach and all them do. But my favorite race last year was Charlotte, um, doing the um, short track championship race because I shot Thunder Bomber, front wheel drive, monster minis, late models, everything. And it's just a big event there, and I love Charlotte. I look forward to Charlotte every year. So I want to go to Eldora. That's on my list of tracks to shoot at, Eldora, and then the uh, dirt, or the Gateway, Dirt, dirt in December. Mm-hmm. I want to do it too. Yeah, well, you, you got you got some contacts. You got some people. Other people we know got contacts to help you get a part of that. And oh yeah, anything I can do to help get you put your name, help you get your name out there even more, get you to the shows. I'm, we got plenty of people well, we can get a hold of. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And the same to you. I mean, like I said, we all got to help each other. I mean, there's there's some photographers out here that I mean they don't like other photographers and um. I just, like, there's one that I know of. I'm not going to call no names, but mm-hmm. they're a certain track photographer, and they don't even allow people to come take pictures there. Um, and, I mean, we had that rule at Cherokee. I mean, we started a controversy about it a couple weeks ago yeah. about no victory lane pictures. Um, everybody was asking, and I was like, it just, me driving two hours away from my house to Cherokee every weekend, like I said, I love it. I'm not fussing about it or nothing, but people taking victory lane pictures there with cameras i can't sell my product to the winner of the event that night and um so we just we limited it to just family with cell phones and 
it's really it's really helped some. So, I mean, we didn't do it to make nobody mad or hurt nobody's feelings. We just did it to help me out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's a tough that, that's a tough decision you got to do and make and uh, hope it kind of works out. And it seems like it has so far. I I have to I kind of have to do that uh, make a little bit of decision kind of like that myself when it comes to which races I'm going to cover and stuff and because uh, i love all my i love all my homies that cover the races have been doing it way longer than me uh on twitter and uh keeping up with it on other social medias that are above me in it uh like jack and um oh my gosh i can't think i literally i see him right now i see his friend, jack uh jack the richie brothers are a good photographer but oh, yeah. around and stuff and uh why can't i not think of his name <laughs> uh he he does media for 50 cole perkins why couldn't i think cole's gonna be mad at me if he ends up listening <laughs> but uh cole I, I love all those guys that enjoy running around with them and they've helped me out a lot but i like being able to find a race and have the stuff that i go to myself to not only be like the only coverage there because i just want my stuff to be out there but it lets me kind of do my thing and kind of um get myself out there uh, to people more i feel like you know, even at smaller shows like i feel like i get just as much uh growth from going to some of these smaller shows as i do being the third or fourth guy covering bigger shows like uh some of the bigger stuff cherokee or ult- some ultimate shows that oh, yeah. show too yeah I, I love all those guys right and, and awesome stuff we, i love having all i mean the photographers there i mean it's it's not a competition or nothing i mean we all do good work we all respect each other from the most part that i know of and i mean i like people coming into cherokee to shoot i mean don't get me wrong i mean it's not like all these other tracks in northeast georgia like i said i'm not gonna call no names but northeast georgia tracks that won't allow you to come shoot somewhere Mm. um and i mean i understand it though it's where they make their money um and i mean if they hear this i'm sorry i'm just I'm just putting it out there. So. Speaking truth. <laughs> yeah, but that's just the stuff. That's stuff that I've run into, and that's stuff that people have talked to me about. And I'm like, oh, I can't do nothing about it. I mean, yeah, yeah I got a big kind of a big following and stuff. So mm-hmm. people talk to me like the people that I help and stuff. She, this one girl I help, she's like, a certain photographer won't let me come take pictures here because they don't like me. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean you're more than welcome to come shoot at Cherokee. So, but yeah, it's just been a, it's been an eventful event since I've started doing it. I've learned a lot and I really didn't have nobody there to help me. So what I know now, if I can help anybody, I mean, I look forward to helping anybody, um, that I can. Um, so that's it. I mean, that's all I really got. Yeah, well, that's an awesome way to look at it and be helpful and just try to bring this community closer together and help everybody uh, just be, kind of be kumbaya with each other while the guys are fighting in their boxing ring in the middle of the track. And uh, right. I think you're coming on uh, for a good bit, good long time tonight. I appreciate your time. Appreciate uh, oh, yeah. Happy little late birthday. And uh, Well, thank you. And tell your followers to give me a follow. Yep, I'm Austin on TikTok Sosby. and Facebook and Instagram, Austin Sosby Productions. Um enjoy the talk and everything and i look forward to seeing you down the road awesome don't forget follow austin all his stuff like he just said austin sosby productions s-o-s-b-y correct yep 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 follow him on there his facebook instagram twitter tiktok all of that uh go buy his work if he took some good photos of your car 
and yeah you'll see him outside the track can't wait to see it track down the road and thanks for coming on buddy thank you bud i appreciate it yep no problem Hope you guys enjoyed the interviews with Austin and Matt. Awesome to hear their point of view of how Saturday night was at Lawrence County. And so let's get into the rest of the racing from the weekend. Uh, Cherokee Speedway, they got rained out for the rest of the evening Saturday, and the Mid-East Modifieds unfortunately had to go away. But they still got six features done on Sunday the 3rd, I mean the 4th. And then let's go through those winners real quick. Not going to talk too, too much about it. David Lucas got the win at Renegade Sportsman. Street Stocks was Garrett Kilman. Thunder Bomber was Shane McDaniel. Extreme Four was Travis Langford. Crown Vic was Jeff Lamb. Pure Stock was Justin Wyatt, but there was a smidge of controversy with that with some bolts on the outside of like a bumper bar. A little bit of BS. If you want to figure out more about that, go to Mickey Brock's Facebook. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into it because I wasn't there and I, know, I don't really know the entire situation. Um, let's go Cherokee. Let's see. They have something this upcoming weekend. Yes, they do. They got 604s, Street Stocks, Renegade Sportsman, Thunder Bomber, Pure Stock, Pro 4s back on, the Smoking Mountain Barbecue Boys Extreme 4, and the Young Guns. Uh, like always with Cherokee, if you are a veteran, you get five bucks off either gate. It could be Grandstands or Pit Pass. And for our series, well, I'll finish the tracks. For East Lincoln, they got through a couple of the heat races for a few divisions before rain just wiped it out, and they just called it an official night and split the money throughout the whole field, which a lot of people weren't happy about. But to kind of balance it out, and with all the rainouts they've had, kind of taking a risk. They're going to be doing a fan appreciation night where it's going to be free grandstands for everybody. Awesome move by them, and not really a good money-wise move for them, but I feel like it'll pay off for them, hopefully. I hope it does, because they haven't completed an event in almost a month i think may 13th was their last race they fully got in and so yeah go support east lincoln if you're up in that area outside of charlotte this weekend go support them go in for free see a good show and yeah they're they're supposed to have pro fours last weekend for 700 and a bunch of other bonuses through some of the other divisions and then carolina speedway they ran friday night i believe they're off this upcoming friday Let's see what they had going on, who their winners was. Uh, like I said, I think they're off this week. They've had, there's been a bunch of talk on Facebook about stuff going on there and certain divisions like the Open Wheel Modified's come back full time. I'm not too sure whether that's going to happen. But yeah, I'm going to run through those results. Crumvic Twins were won by Chris Bevins and Jason Ledford. Thunder Sportsman was won by Paul Irby. Jerry Oliver. Won Pro 4. Super Sportsman won Tyler Hyatt. Thunder Bomber was won by Benji Knight. Lightning Late Model was won by Mike Clark. They had a decent field with them. And then, obviously, Scott Calandra won his 975,000th race. <laughs> and, yeah. This upcoming weekend, also, Seha, the Southeastern Hornet Association, they are going to be at Lancaster. And also, for the Hornets on front-wheel drives, SEDRA is going to be at good old I-75 Raceway in Tennessee, running for 5,040 laps. Their normal two-day show where Friday is going to be like hot laps and run some qualifying and then a couple of heat races, but that's what they're feeling like doing. And then Saturday is going to be B's and then their feature with a bunch of other divisions running late models, street stocks, whatever type of stuff they usually run there. And with the SEDRA Northeast, they got their 
Friday time trials and heats finish. Andrew Smith had the fastest time by over a second. A friend of the show, doing friends of the show things. Proud of him. And, yeah, they ended up splitting the field, splitting the purse money, the $12,000 between all, I think, 24 starters. I'm not too sure what money-wise that ended up being. But Andrew, they ended up letting Andrew Smith take the trophy because he was a fast time. And not the way he wanted to get that trophy, but those guys are happy to actually get a full show in this upcoming weekend at I-75. Also, Ultimate, they ran at Halifax, a little bit of a smaller field than they've had the first two races of the year, but it ended up being Thug Nasty Logan Roberson getting the victory. He got that over Michael Rouse, Christian Thomas, Willie Milliken, and Daniel Tucker in fifth. Uh, a couple other, but Ethan Wilson, ninth. Friend of the show, Anthony Sanders, seventh. And Doug Sanders did not start. That got updated. Didn't originally have him on there. So, yeah, uh, they are going to be at Sumter this upcoming weekend after being at Halifax. And that's going to be June 10th for 5000 to win. And I will be there, hashtag do much on location, doing my thing Saturday night. I'll probably be parked in the infield just hanging out, doing uh, whatever, and live tweeting it like usually with the races I go to. And let me, I don't think there's much else happening this weekend. Let me get through my full schedule. Weekly show East Lincoln, weekly show Cherokee, Ultimate Sumter, and uh, actually there is a show at Carolina Friday and SCDRA. So, yeah, pretty full weekend. Everything but Carolina Sprint Tour and the good old Clash. Clash will be back in two weeks, I believe, if I have my schedules correct. Yeah, Clash and Carolina Sprint Tour will be back in two weeks. And, yeah, still plenty of racing to keep us busy when those two tours aren't going for a few weeks, taking some time off because... Clash and, well, Clash was going to him for a lot of rainouts, but Carolina Sprint Tour, they went kind of hard having some doubleheaders. But, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, talking a lot about Lawrence County, and hopefully I'll be talking about the Monster Mini Stocks a lot more throughout the rest of the year, and hopefully maybe do some work for them down the road. I'd love to uh, enjoy Matt and his crew. They're good people. Their uh, barbecue sauce is incredible. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a great week. Don't forget to follow Doing Much on Dirt on all the social medias. Uh, shout, out to, shout out to Kyle jinx with front wheel drive friday um i know you don't hear but i have michael in my ear yelling at me right now and i'm sick of him fuck you mike uh even though thanks for coming on the podcast last week but yeah shout out to kyle front wheel drive friday always supporting the show and being a contributor uh shout out to reaper apparel company go use code doing what you find anything like t-shirts anything like that and doing what store uh, i don't know how much longer i'm gonna be keeping that i'm looking to get like an actual batch of shirts and have that on hand with me when i go to the track down the road I would like to have those done by Eldora, which is a little like um, five weeks. So I'm uh, working on that right now, putting some clothes, kind of seeing what that's going to look like. If you're interested in doing a shirt, just send me a message. But hope you guys have a great week, and I will see you all later.